Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you. You're welcome to the podcast. My name is Gabriel Evergreen. I'm the president of Riverbank Brand. I'm the lead pastor of Riverbank Abelkutu City Church. You're welcome. God bless you. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for today. As we go into this session, we pray that you make your light burst forth and quench every ignorance, every thirst, every wrong motivation, destroying heresy, taking away errors in the name of Jesus Christ. Like the light of the dawn that breaks darkness and brings joy in the morning. Father, let the word come swiftly, bringing people into peace, rest in the name of Jesus Christ, and let your name be glorified now and forevermore. Holy Spirit, grant everybody that will be listening understanding, change their mindsets, and let them begin to see things from the perspective. Let the eyes of their understanding be enlightened in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and let every word that they will hear be the word you want them to hear in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You're welcome. My name is Gabriel Evergreen once again. All right, today I'm going to be talking to you on in pursuit of God's purpose. In pursuit of God's purpose. I want us to consider Moses. We'll find the story of Moses in the book of Exodus from um, chapter 2 of Exodus. Now we see in verse 11 that Moses has grown. Then one day he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. And he knew that Hebrews were his family, you know, his people, the nation he came from. Then he went after the Egyptian and killed the Egyptian, hid him in the sand. And you know the funniest thing about that story was that very, very, and it's so convincing that there was this quickness that was coming from Moses to fulfill God's purpose. Perhaps he has been filled with the burden, like he has been having sleepless nights. Maybe you will hear someone wailing in pain, someone screaming someone being flogged someone's flesh being turned by the weep you know like he would have witnessed a lot every day he kept seeing a slave being maltreated a slave being abused possibly he had got he has listened to that stage of look i can't take this anymore then he went after the vision you know he, could have, he, he was a prince you know in a way he was living in the palace he had every right and authority to say, hey, stop that. He had every infantry, the authority, the audacity to say, hey, stop that. But why didn't Moses just command the Egyptian to leave? Why did Moses run after the Egyptian? Did not even beat the Egyptian off. He killed the Egyptian. That was anger. 
that was desperation. That was frustration. You know, that was a lot of things coming together, leading to anger. Like, look, you guys are so wicked. He wasn't trying to kill the Egyptian. He was trying to destroy the oppression, actually. He was trying to destroy destroy the force behind the slavery. If he had this chance, an opportunity, he possibly would have just ended slavery right there and then. But he didn't. He didn't do anything. He killed the Egyptian, covered the Egyptian up. And he felt all good. Nobody saw him. Perhaps he would have thought over it overnight when he was in his bedchambers. Like, perhaps this is what I'll be doing. I will start a revolution in Egypt. I'll set them free. I'll set Israelites free. And we'll take over Egypt. We'll start reigning. Perhaps he wanted to become an activist. He wanted to start a revolution. He wanted to break the backbone of power in Egypt. But he got the whole system, the whole plan wrong. Because God's thoughts and our thoughts are just so different. Until we begin to see things from God's perspective, shame and failure will be irreversible. They will always come after us, no matter what we do. Hallelujah. It was Moses' destiny, Moses' purpose, to liberate Israelites. It was his destiny. Was it running before time? Hmm, possibly. Was it running it in another way, in another concept? Was there a better platform he could have done it? Possibly. The timing was wrong. The instrumentation was wrong. And the most important thing, he wanted to liberate God's people without having a good relationship with God. God himself. In pursuit of God's purpose for your life, there's something you need that is, you can't exchange it for anything. It's something you just have to always focus upon. You must not joke with it. You can't exchange it for anything. It's the most important thing. And that thing is your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because when you don't understand the essence, why your boss, or let me say your leader, your employer, is paying you the salary, is paying you, he's keeping you alive, he's still giving you that job opportunity. When you do not understand it, you'll be doing things your own way instead of doing things the right way. Instead of doing things the right way, you'll be doing things your own way. Glory be to God. So therefore, it is necessary for us, to, in fulfilling God's plan for our life, we need to establish our relationship with God first. 
we need to have intimacy. It's like someone who is not born again, you want to fulfill God's plan for your life. You need to first become born again. That's the first way. You need to first of all come into grace. You need to first of all come through Jesus Christ because you can't even approach God. You can't even know your purpose unless you approach God. And you can't approach God unless through Jesus Christ. So you need to know Jesus, receive Jesus, then you can have access to God. And when you have access to God, that's when you can know what is in God's heart for your life. Now, for those who are born again, you are already with God. Now you need to have good relationship with God. What do I mean by good relationship with God? You need to have the capability to always hear God. You are sensitive to Him. You know when He's speaking, when He's not speaking. You know what is in His heart. You have a relationship. You are friends with God. You are relationship deals with communication. Our level of communication determines our level of relationship. So you need to always commune. You need to always discuss, interact with God. You need to always interact with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that gives us this nudging, that gives us this burden, sometimes ambition, dreams, vision, desires. He is one that places them. These are, these are pointers to our calling. Some will say, I just feel that one day I'm going to be in the one of the highest platform ever and I'm going to be the best cook and through that influence of being the best cook I'm going to change the world I'm going to review Christ and you may start calculating drawing your own plan drawing your own ways trying to seek your own you know system to get yourself on that platform to achieve everything your own way no matter how good you are in cooking you still need to have good relationship with God because we can't fulfill God's plan for our life by our own understanding, by our own strength, by our own wisdom, by our own character. We can't fulfill God's plan for our life by anything that we trust in. Is someone with me? Because in the presence of having intimacy with God, we rub on God. God rubs on us. We become one with Him. Therefore, His capacity becomes our capacity. His wisdom becomes our wisdom. His power becomes our power. His resources becomes our resources. His faith becomes our faith. His ability, potentials, resources, assets becomes ours. So, in a nutshell, we become who God is in the process of relating with him consistently. Day to day, we are relating with God. By that process, we become as he is. It's like when you and your best friend or someone you always have interaction with, both of you always discuss ideas, you talk, you interact. There will be a time when people assess both of you they see so much similarity because both of you 
have spent enough time together. You have fellowshiped. Fellowship simply means oneness. Different parts come together as one. You guys have become one. So the first thing you need to build is your relationship with God. Because in building your relationship with God, it's then you start receiving the ability of God to do that thing right. It is there you start receiving the understanding of time and season. You then begin to grow, to know, okay, it is time for me to start this thing, and this is how I'm going to start. I knew God's plan for my life for so many time, for so many years. It has been revealed to me personally, different times revealed to me by different ministers. People have received prophetic words for me. And I've tried times that number to fulfill God's plan for my life. I end up crashing. Why? Because God who called me had already designed the best way to fulfill that plan. Because he knows all things, so he knows the best way to fulfill that plan. So if I try to do anything contrary, I will be failing. Why? Because I don't know everything. I can't see everything. And the one who knows everything, who sees everything, is the one I must trust in to equip me for the job, direct me for the job, and tell me the time I should get the job done. Imagine if you're a soldier, you signed up, you'll be trained, you'll be equipped, you'll be provided with the necessary tool, you'll be directed on your mission, and you'll be given the time to go on the mission. You don't do things by yourself there. Same thing about God. Because we, you need to know that we are soldiers. We have been enlisted. Anybody who believes that there's a purpose for his own life is a soldier being enlisted. So you need to be trained. And it is the Lord who is going to lead you through the training process. Who is going to tell you now you have been trained. It's time for you to move out. That was what happened to Moses. God had to send him out. When the Hebrew, Hebrew, the Israelites said, do you want to kill me as well? Do you want to kill me? Now do you want to kill me? The same way you killed the Egyptian, they knew this was no more a secret. Then he fled. He ran for his life. He thought he was running away. No. He was going into training. He spent another 40 years being trained by his father-in-law. That brings me to the number two thing. I've shared with you that intimacy is the most important thing. And inside intimacy, you'll be equipped. God, you know, pours himself on you. You go with God's strength and ability. And God directs you on how to get the job done. And he also informs you on when to start the job. But the second important thing you need is mentorship. You need a father. You need a mentor. Because my side from the, the Holy Spirit is a spiritual, physical, and everything person that God gives to us to help us get the job done. 
But God also provides spiritual mentorship. Be a spiritual father. Whatever thing God is calling you to do, there's someone who can mentor you, who can help you become that thing, that, the reality of what God is calling you to do, or what God is calling you to be. So God sent him, and he was with. He, he, he was with his mentor. He was with his mentor, Ruel. In fact, when they saw him, they called him an Egyptian, possibly because of his outlook. But within his heart, it was an it was it was an Israelite. But before God, he was a general, a leader. So, spending time another forty years with his mentor, his father in the his father-in-law gave him true understanding of leadership as his father-in-law told him to be leading the ship. He led sheep, served with the father-in-law for 40 years. You need to be trained. You need someone to carry on his or her wings and lift you high. Things you are meant to achieve in within, for a long period of time, you will achieve it within a short period of time. Are you with me? So you need mentorship. You need mentorship. You need to find someone by the spirit who you can be with. You don't need to choose based on status, based on resources, based on what the person has or what the person can do, what the person cannot do, but based on destiny. And you can't know that unless the Holy Spirit inspires you. And the last thing you need in pursuit of God's purpose is patience. Patience. Because God is a wise goldsmith. He takes his time to place us in the furnace to make us. He takes his time to beat us when he brings us like iron out of the furnace, beat us. And it takes the time to mold us. And you know, you, you don't buy gold when it's hot. You buy it when it's cool, when it's checked, when it's fully refined. Some people are in their refining, uh, refining process right now, but they want to jump out. Like Moses. First 40 years. God said, God, I've seen just wait 10 more years. 10 more years, you'll come out. Lord, I can't take this anymore. I can't just watch Egyptians dealing with Israelites. It took him another 40 years to be, to be built. So exercise patience. Exercise patience. Exercise patience. Sometimes God is calling you to do something and you are so burned out with the passion to start, but you don't have the understanding of what is actually telling you to do. You don't even understand it. Neither do you even understand how he wants you to do it. So you know what he's calling you to do, but you do not understand what it means fully and that you even understand how he wants you to do it. And some people don't even know why he's asking them to do it. 
So you need patience. Patience. And the, when you are patient in prayer, when you are patient in training, when you are patient in study, everything will be unveiled. You know exactly what is calling you to do. How he wants you to do it. Why he's asking you to do it. When is it? When when he's asking you to do it. Where he's asking you to do it. So you need patience. Hallelujah. I pray for you this moment that the Lord Almighty will grant you grace to be intimate with him, to build good relationship with him. And he will lead you to your mentor, your father, the person that will guide you, lead you, that will multiply your value and increase the wealth within you. And I also pray that grace comes upon you this moment that you become patient in training, patient in prayer, that you will not be in a haste, but you rather you will wait on him to fully equip you, furnish you, and get you set for the job. And I pray for you that understanding comes upon you today in the name of Jesus Christ, that you begin to flow in understanding of of your purpose. You begin to flow in the wisdom of your purpose, I pray for you this moment that you begin to flow in the knowledge of your purpose in the name of Jesus Christ. And for anybody listening to me this moment who do not, who cannot recognize what their purpose is, I pray that the Lord Almighty will open your eyes, lead you to the path, and you will recognize your purpose. You will begin to fulfill it, and you will fully fulfill it in the name of Jesus Christ. You can live a purposeful, successful life. You can live it. Trust me. You can live a purpose and successful life. Focus on those three things I shared with you. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Having a mental and exercising patience. God bless you. My name is Gabriel Evergreen. I'll see you some other time. Bye for now.